Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It's episode 175, December 13th, 2022. I'm Gavin Pekin, and I'm joined today by Dan Cadd. Welcome. Hey, thank you. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How about yourself? Good. We're doing well. We're getting some comments on some feedback. Feedback? Have you got your uh, your thing muted? Well, actually, yet? since this is your echoing badly, Gavin, could it be mine? Hold yeah, on. Do you have your? You got speakers on? I do not. I actually am just going right over the computer, but that's how I usually do it. And let me make sure my Zoom is off. Well, I can't do the mute. Well, I don't know. Apparently, it's good to Scott, so maybe we're okay. All right. After uh, the last couple cool. of weeks of technical difficulties, hopefully, that's as bad as we get. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's only up from here. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thanks everybody for joining us. And you know, it's Christmas season coming up. A lot of things going on, but thanks for making the time. I know that a couple of you are waiting for the Argentina soccer match, so uh, or football match. So we better get this on the road. So uh, thanks to our sponsor, Auto Solutions, the makers of Coldbox, Commandbox, Forgebox, Testbox, and all the other boxes out there. And how can they say thanks, Dan? Nothing to say thanks. All right. Well, good thing. Okay. Sorry, I was warning the the chat. And looks like our, our feedback issue is done. All right. A couple ways to say thank you to Order Solutions. Like and subscribe our videos on YouTube. Uh, you can help Ordis, as we say, reach for the stars. Basically, you can star and fork our repos. There is a GitHub um, module that you can do. And I think in the past, I've said that it'll highlight all the Order Solutions. But basically, uh, it's the command box GitHub um, uh, module. Uh, it'll go through and actually star all the GitHub repos that you use in any of your projects, not, ju- not just the Ordis ones. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast on whatever podcast app that you want to use. Uh, sign up for a free or a paid uh, CFCast account, which is releasing new content every week, which we'll go into a little bit more later. Yep. Uh, we and also then, have a box life. Yep. So, and I was going to say, yeah, CFCast, lots of stuff going on there now. But yeah, we have that yeah. box life store. Um, so go check out that if you want some cool order swag. And we've got a couple of books um, we want to spotlight. So the 102 Cobox HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks on Gumroad. And we'll share that link right here. And then the Modern CFML uh, Tips. Um, well, sorry, Modern CFML in 100 Minutes. So the free online version is up on modern-cfml.autosbooks.com. Um, but you can also buy the ebook or the PDF paper copy as well. So those are pasted in the chat there and then the show notes as well. And then we've got some Patreon supporters too, right? The phenomenal Patreon supporters. We do. Actually, this is this is pretty amazing. So we have two goals as part of our Patreon support. Goal number one, we have 43 Patreons that are providing 100% of the funding for the Modernizer Die podcast. Um, and that's through our Patreon uh, site, patreon.com slash order solutions. Uh, and our second goal is actually now we're shooting for uh, fully hosting or fully paying for the hosting uh, for Forgebox.io. And we're 39% of the way there. So really the community stepping up and supporting it, which is fantastic. Thank you guys. Yep. And one of else, um, big Patreons is tomorrow's guide. So they've got a job announcement, which we'll cover a little bit later, but just a teaser. Tomorrow's guides is a fast paced leader in the UK care sector, catering for care seekers across the street areas, care homes, nurseries, and home care. They're often called the trip advisor of care sector. You want to give a little tease on what those positions are before we go into more detail? Yep, definitely. We got two positions. One's a, one's a senior uh, CF developer, uh, must be based in the UK, although it can be remote. 
uh, remote, remote from within the UK. Uh, it's a permanent position, approximately 60,000 pounds a year. Um, we'll put the, uh, the, uh, the link up there. We also have an automation automation test engineer, also based in the UK, although it can be remote, uh, approximately 40,000 uh, 40, euros a year. Um, yep. And we have a link up there. So basically, they have a couple of different positions, which are different, which is great. Yep. And we'll go into more detail in the job section. But thanks again, mm -hmm. Kamara's Guides, for being one of our top Patreons. And we appreciate it. And hopefully, uh, we can help find someone to fill those roles for you. Okay, so news and announcements. So uh, first up, big announcement is the 12 Days of Christmas Into the Box video releases are in progress. So I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but we released the first one Thursday last week. So 12 Days of Christmas are the 12 business days up until Christmas. So two days last week, five this week, and five next week to get out 12. And we were just releasing those videos to our paid subscribers, but we had some internal discussion we felt guilty for all those people that weren't paid so now if you go check that out um there's a lot of free content as well so every day that we're releasing the content one of those videos will be free for those unpaid subscribers but if you are a paid subscriber you've got lots of goodies and we'll be talking about the different blog posts as we go through the blog section but uh day one two three four have been released and they've got a theme every day so the first one was sort of big keynotes so the first and second keynote in the lucy um video and then we had new modules that were just announced at into the box. We had five. There's actually more, but we can only fit, you know, four or five in a day. And then, uh, we released yesterday some additional modules. And then today we're doing cold box stuff. Tomorrow will be command box modules. Lots of great stuff coming your way. So tune in for that. And again, it's up on CFCast. So I'll share the link for that there to get to the CFCast series. Uh, but I'm excited. I know that uh, a lot of people uh, love those videos and, you know, want to see all the ITB stuff and rewatch it. But again, up until now, it's just been for the ITB ticket holders. But now you guys can check it all out and hopefully spend some time over Christmas getting up to speed with everything ITB related. So what do we got next, yeah, Dan? Good show. All right. So a couple announcements on this for news announcements, obviously. Uh, there's a new CFML blog aggregator. Now, if you remember back in the day, there used to be one. This has been re-released, um, cfblogs.org 2.0. Um, the version displays all the blog posts in an attractive three-column card layout. It displays the open graph image or site image at the top of the post. I pulled it up. The actual address is gregoryalexander.com slash cfblogs. Um, that's actual, that's, that, that's the, 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 CF blogs itself, the uh, announcement and the blog thing that Gavin's pulling up is a little bit different. Um, but I'm just cruising this over. There's stuff from Mortis on here. There is stuff from Ben Nadell. There's stuff from Russ Michaels, Adam Cameron. Oh, Adam Cameron um, needs more developers. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just saw that. <laughs> if, never mind. Uh, I was going to make a thing. Hey, he should be a Patreon supporter, but he actually, he actually is. So that was kind of a dumb statement. He should we'll put his thing on the, uh, the, uh, the looking for a job section. Uh, the crumb, I'm not quite sure who that is, but a lot of different content on here, which is great. Uh, Ray Camden, uh, Gregory, you know, Gregory, uh, the host, I'm, I'm assuming I said a plug in there and Pete Freitag. So there's some good stuff in there. Yep. So just, if you guys didn't know, it's a great way to keep up. And some of the people are no, no longer blogging about CFML. Uh, like Ray doesn't talk about CFML much anymore, but that's okay. He still has other great stuff. Um, and so you guys can check all those out. Um, it's a great way to see some of that. And I'm actually going to use it for, you know, gathering news because there's a couple of blog posts in there. I didn't see it anywhere on Twitter or anywhere on Facebook or anywhere else mm -hmm. I look. So I'm going to have to use that, I guess, to try and make sure I don't miss any. So cool, cool. And then cool. I just want to remind you that the Adobe Fortuna 
Alfer is out there. Um, they did have a special video, I think, last week for people who are on the the Alfer. So if you're missing out, uh, try and go and uh, you know sign up. I believe you can still sign up. The beta should be coming out um, hopefully uh, early next year because I think they're planning to have like a second quarter release. That's what I've heard whispers of. So okay. keep up with that. Um, but yeah, I'm what's next? I think it needs to have Carl Orff in the background whenever we play that. <laughs> Never mind. Don't mind me. <laughs> so what's up next, Dan? The Advent of Code. So some of you, uh, basically, if you ever know what a Kona or a practice thing is, the Advent of Code is a big, not a competition, but basically it's 25 days uh, or, or 24 days of little problems that you can kind of solve online. Um, Adventofcode.com is the website. You can join. Uh, there's, there's a huge leaderboard for everybody. There is, Or you can actually make your own. There's a CFML Slack leaderboard, which we can put, we'll put the, um, the code in the chat. There's also a box team leaderboard. I was actually in one. Not in, I still am in one, a private one. And then I realized it was going to be me and Eric. And I got intimidated <laughs> and stopped doing it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but in the first three days, I was in first place. I was very excited. And then he had more points than I thought was possible. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. But yeah, are maybe you doing, he's doing multiple code? languages. No, actually, I wasn't. Oh, good but point. I just saw that um, there's a Vue.js one. And I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. So I might go try and do the Vue.js one. I know a lot of people try to do different languages, maybe you know, take up some like TypeScript or something just so they can learn something mm -hmm. new or adapt. But the Vue one might be interesting just to see other people's solutions too and see how they do right. things. So, yep. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about the multiple languages because that would give you more points. So basically, if you do it in JavaScript, you do it in. You know, you do it in Cold Fusion, you're doing something else, you can like triple your amount of points. All right. Yeah, sneaky, Eric sneaky. Going down. So yeah. I just want to remind you the Cold Box Masterclass up on CFCast is free until the end of the year. So um, don't forget to sign up for that and before it's too late. Okay. Next up, we have some news and releases. And so the first up, for those of you uh, Mura fans, Masa CMS, which is a fork of that, um, they have a big security vulnerability fix. So if you're on Masa CMS 7.3, you should be updating to the 7.3.10 immediately. It's you can be done using the update Masa CMS core option in the menu, um, but or you can do the manual update. But that's pretty important. So make sure you guys do that. There's a few notes that Dan's posting into the the chat right now, and they'll be in the show notes, of course. So important yeah. to, to Along keep with that, up to date on that. Command Box 5.7.0 is also out. Uh, we, uh, comes with a handful of new features, some important library updates. It's been on Blink up there. So basically, Command Box just keeps keeps marching on. Every time I look at it, there's something new. Um, I don't know. There's things like, oh, I didn't even know that, know that was a thing, but now it's easy to do. Yep. And speaking of Command Box stuff, the Command Box Docker images got the uh, update. And just so you know, the Docker version 3.6.3 doesn't mean that it's running command box 3.6.3. It's actually running 5.7.0, but the version of the command box image has got different things in it. So it's running the new command box binary. Uh, obviously, it just got released, so it updated. But they've also got some new stuff, and I, I hadn't seen much about this, so I have to learn more. But the new distro also builds the, you know, the Red Hat universal base image. That's the UB thing that you might be seeing on a few things, like UB9, etc. So that's where the image tags come in. Um, and so, yeah, I hadn't actually learned a whole lot about um, that Docker uh, UB, the universal base image, but I'm really curious what it's about. So obviously it yeah. sounds great, you know, universal base images sound like it's a great way to go and, you know, everything will be more uh, streamlined, especially for the way Docker layers things. If everyone has the same layer, then it should be easy to get up and running. So but there's, no, that's a 
the whole point behind having a special Docker release then is that it's actually kind of a stripped, not stripped down version of command box, but like the actual footprint of it and the size is, is smaller. So it boots up faster. Is that basically what it is? Well, part of it. But I mean, the other thing too, is if you're just going to make your own Docker image with command box built on top of Ubuntu or whatever, you wouldn't get all the cool stuff that John added into the Docker uh, container. So if you have secrets or environment variables, like it makes it really easy to use them inside your Docker compose, because there's a whole bunch of stuff that command box does to make them available um, and so that's all the stuff that makes it different from the lucy image or the adobe images all the stuff that's john's done basically uh, is sort of in there and if you want to create pre-warmed up images where it actually starts up um, and like you said when it runs it actually has like almost zero command box left so when you get a stripped down version like .emvs and box installs don't work anymore because it's just got runware. Like it's basically just undertow underneath it. Like John says, okay, start this up and then he'll call it directly. So it skips right. all the, basically all the command box stuff and just it can start up in like milliseconds. It seems like, because it's not doing any of the JVM stuff. It's just saying, okay, let's run this jar, you know, basically boom. So there's a bunch of crazy stuff that it does, but you know, just the secret stuff alone, you know, you go look at that. Cause I was going to add configurations to it and I'm like, Oh, it should be easy. I'll just follow, copy the secrets. I'm like, Whoa, that's actually quite a lot of work that he's done to make it work. So anyway, so a lot of cool stuff in it and you can do a lot with it. So read the docs up on Docker hub, but uh, the blog posts will cover most of that. So very cool. Thanks John for your hard work there, getting it updated as fast as Brad can keep command box updated. Absolutely. So webinars and meetups. So we got a couple of things in here. So remember the Autis event calendar, um, the link makes it easy for you to just see your uh, Autis events as they come up. You might've noticed um, we actually uh, changed a couple of things here. Um, so we'll make an announcement in a minute. Well, I'll just do it now and save Dan talking about it later. So the Autis webinar this week, we decided since we got so much videos and content out on CFCast, we're gonna skip it and let everybody get everything ready for Christmas. So. No uh, Autis webinar this week, so gotcha. just so you know. But uh, next up, uh, we have something else, right, Dan? Oh, we do. So, yeah, basically, so coming up is the winter edition on January 7th. I'm sorry, excuse me. That's completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's the Community All Hands 7, the winter edition, which is the 7th. Um, it's the community all hands, a quarterly online event that brings all the Docker community together. So in, in, you know, as we release basically the new Docker version, we also have a new, uh, not a huge, a big Docker meeting coming up. Global meeting features community, community news, company and product updates, demos and language specific sessions. Yep, and when is that? It's the 15th and the 16th of December. So they'll start at 8 a.m. Pacific time. And the first day is more interactive, featuring talks, you know, um, on the WASM and Docker extensions, interviews, et cetera. And then on the 16th, this Friday, uh, it's a workshop study. So you can learn how to use Docker with your favorite programming language. Um, and basically, it's all going to be up on YouTube. It's just kind of like a, it's like a mini conference, but kind of isn't. It's, it's kind of interesting. So community version. Um, it's pretty neat. So if you, we scroll down a little bit here, you guys can see the, the sort of schedule. So, you know, oh, lots of go. little short, sharp ones are like 10 minutes, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, you know, pretty quick, but there's just tons of great content. And again, it's not a really long one. It's just like a few hours each day. So you can still get mm -hmm. some work done. Um, but, but yeah, just a, a nice little uh, thing to announce. So it's kind of a conferency, but it's more of a webinar. So we shoved it in the webinar section. So I hope that's okay. <laughs> Thanks. Links up in the chat. Yep. 
And then uh, last week, I had the Order Software Craftsmanship Book Club, Patreon only, and uh, we had another small little group, and we talked about naming conventions, and it was really interesting. To be honest, like, it went for two hours, and we thought, we better stop before we, you know, go on all day, all day, because <laughs> it was a, a good discussion, but uh, the recording is up, up on CFCast, and we'll share that for you. Um, and then we obviously have a link in there to the the Autos coding conventions, which we may have to make some changes, actually. You know, looking at a couple of things, I'm like, we need to maybe make a pull, couple pull requests there. So, yeah. But uh, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It's um, pretty neat, but I'm wondering, maybe we should open it up to the community. So starting in the new year, we might open it up to the other people and not just Patreons, too. So we want to get more people involved. And, you know, I know it's coming up to Christmas, so maybe all the Patreons are busy, but um, it'd be nice to have a few more people in there just to make it you know, more th- discussion, you know, so. I was surprised at actually how much there was to talk about, tell you the truth, because it, it went for two hours, but it wasn't necessarily like rants and it wasn't necessarily going off on huge tangents. I mean, just interesting content and some some tangential stuff, but it was just really interesting to talk to you talk about. I'm like, how do you talk about naming things for two hours? But it actually brought up all kinds of like really interesting, like philosophical differences and what is this actually doing and what is the meaning behind this? And you're like, I never thought about it, how parts of speech actually play into this, 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 and this. It was, I don't know, it was really cool. Yep. And I like the, I mean, basically what I was, I like to think about it is, is if you really do think about things and how other people might see, you know, your, your stuff, and that usually puts you on the right path because most people yeah. name something without thinking about all the different ways that other people might interpret it, you know? So if right. you think about that, you're usually pretty good, but uh, it was good. So yeah, and David said he'll show up if the next one's not during the World Cup. So, yeah. <laughs> Argentina had a pretty exciting day that day. That was the game of the day of two penalty shootouts. So, pretty big. Mm. So, okay. So, next up, cool. CFCast content. Uh, obviously, CFCast.com, where you can go for all your great CFML-related um, mm-hmm. content. And we got lots of new stuff, right? So, why don't you give us a rundown? You do. Yep. As we mentioned before, it's the 12 days of Christmas, starting uh, last week on the 8th, which is last Thursday. Um, basically, it was going from the d- December 8th to Christmas Eve, the 24th. A um, couple things that have come up. Uh, so, there's the ITB, the end, the, the end of the box in this last year, 12 days of Christmas. Uh, some other content that's gone up is the Software Craftsman Workshop or uh, Craftsman Book Club that we just talked about. Uh, the cold box masterclass is now free. Uh, so you can kind of go through and binge watch that. Even if you're not, if you're, uh, if, if you're not a subscriber, um, check that out. Even if you've been using cold box for a while, there's still stuff that we've been gleaning. Um, at least I've been gleaning from it, which is really kind of cool. Uh, we have the forge box module of the week series. Uh, we have one new video this week, uh, which was, was it, was it, was that the VS code? Um, I know that that's a different series. I don't know what the actual module of the week one was that got posted, but go check it out and you can go see yeah, and uh, also the, the 2022 VS Code Hint, Tip, and Trick of the Week series. Um, there was a new video on that, that that this week. So if you like that segment that's on the on the podcast, we kind of it's been now chopped down into its, like a, its own little segment, so it's more bite-sized. Yep, and that actually one of those videos is one of the most watched videos on YouTube is one of those little snippets from those videos. It's kind of interesting. Wow. Very so, cool. yeah pretty cool and then we are working on more videos so in the new year you'll see um some things so i've been working on a boxifying third-party library uh, eric has been working on a cold box elixir series and daniel garcia is going to be working on a content box getting started with content box series as well as more forge box and vs code podcast snippet videos as we get those released so lots of cool stuff coming your way and again uh, if you're a paid subscriber 
all those ITB videos are being released. If you're not a paid subscriber, though, there is a free video every day. And so you guys got to go check out Dan's rant series on unpacking the box and how many boxes he could fit in one slide and oh, one session. So we made that one free because it's a really good way to see all the different boxes and how they work together. And, you know, it's, it's a really good session. So it was a, a really cool idea and he evolved it over quite a bit of time. And I think it came pretty well. He might be a little short on breath after that one, but it was really good. I was, it was crazy. <laughs> trying to fit it all in an hour and try to go through it all. And, and the funny thing was after he's like, oh, I missed this box and I missed that box. And yeah, I know. I was like, how did I miss all these things? I went through all kinds of all repos and everything else. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Luis afterwards was like, we thought we were going to have to call a paramedic up there. What was going on? I'm like, I just couldn't breathe. Sorry. <laughs> okay, next up conferences and trainings uh so obviously conference season is over but with cf summit online you can see all the great sessions that were presented at cf summit in las vegas brought to you on your screen and we've been seeing quite a few over the last few weeks and i know that we've got one planned up here for the rest of the month but i know we have some more in january and to be honest i haven't even booked my time yet so once i figure that out you'll know as well so more coming uh december and january but you want to tell us about the one coming up in a couple of weeks yeah, the one coming up on December 22nd, so 122222. Um it is with Mark Dakata, obviously from um from, from Adobe and the the title is Native Mobile Apps with Monica. Uh, I assume that's how you say it. Or monica.io Monica. and Adobe Cold Fusion 2021. Um, basically it's the idea that you would write this once and they will compile down to all the different native apps, all right? So similar things things have been, you know, happened in the past. This led uh, Monica uh, Monica IO uses the, it leverages uh, Adobe Cordova. Um, do, 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 do. And basically you write your app in JavaScript and Mark's and go over how to actually make that happen using a cold fusion backend. Um, yeah. And so cool. I didn't know this has been around that long. This is like seven years old. So when he, when I was oh, really? watching it, okay. it see someone like, what? It's, that's been around that long. So I don't know if it's just like a small little niche thing or not, but you actually have like an app you log in. It's very much like Adobe, um, how they had the, you know, the build stuff for, for the apps. The phone gap for a while or something. Sort of the phone gap build type setup, but it looks yeah. like you can put your code in, in the app. It's, it's very different. Not what I expected, okay. um, but it's, it's very interesting. So go check it out. It Is might it like be a, a good Quasar way. kind of thing? Like basically like you, you write it in a certain format and it compiles down to everything? Yeah, but it looked like you're doing it all on their site. It was it was very different. Oh. So uh, yeah, and like I said, it wasn't what I expected. I was expecting like another Quasar competitor or something like that, or you know, one of those tools where you write it once and output it different ways. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So it's an online cloud IDE. So that's the weird thing. It's not like what I expected. Interesting. But yeah, so I mean, go check it out. It was pretty interesting. And then you can go get more information at cfsummit-online.meetus.wevents.com, which I put in the chat already. I also put a link in here for the, Mo the Monica.io. Yep, and then the, in case you missed it, Into the Box of the Tam was last week. It was sold out. It was a big success. Everybody had a blast down there. Everybody, you know, ate, drank, enjoyed the time, spent a lot of time with lots of new people, a lot of students there. A lot of people hadn't learned any other languages or maybe just some Java from school, but they said it was really successful and they had a lot of fun doing it. And so it was great to hear some positive stories about that. And I know that we're going to just keep on growing that there. And yeah, I'm... I can't wait to maybe go down there. Maybe next year or the year after, I'd like to try and yeah. make it down there. I got to work on my Spanish skills because they're non-existent right now. So the pictures look, look look a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, Edgardo uh, 
uh, bombed one of our meetings on, on not bombed, but basically joined one of the meetings and he said, basically, here's what we're having for dinner and here's the beach. Have a good time. And then jumped out and I was like, thanks. That was, that was awesome. I appreciate that because I'm in a room and it's snowing. <laughs> yep. So what else we All got right. coming up here? Also coming up, Vue.js Amsterdam 2023. So this is coming up in February, the 9th and the 10th. Um, it is the world's most special and largest Vue conference. Uh, there's a call for, for papers and a blind. Tickets are available now. Um, the couple of different websites, but it's Vue.js uh, Amsterdam. Vue.js.Amsterdam. Is that really the website? That's what it is. Yep. You know. Yeah, it's a TLD. It's pretty cool. There's a dot .Amsterdam. And evidently, there it is. Vue.js. Yep. Amsterdam. Yep. So uh, we also have DevNexus coming up in April. So April fourth through sixth in Atlanta, the Georgia World Congress Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, again, it's going to start at you know nine a.m. local. Um, sorry, yeah, nine a.m. through basically six p.m. every day, and uh, you can do it online. And obviously, they're uh, in the. This is, I've got this local time. I don't know who pasted this in. I don't know who me. did either, but it's Eastern time. And it's yeah, 9 to 6 time. sounds about right. And if it's in Atlanta, it'd be Eastern time. So, yep. So, so yeah. So, mm-hmm. if you are going to um, check that out, uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm hoping to see if I get accepted to that one or not. Uh, I did post some stuff in, some orders people submitted sessions. So, we'll see what happens. Cool. Now, was the, uh, has that call for papers closed yet or is that yeah, that's, closed. that's done right yep closed already about a month or so ago so hopefully cool. we'll be getting some answers here soon so we can find out about that but you can again get some early bird tickets um they're not super early bird anymore but they're still available mm-hmm. and it's a great conference lots of cool things even if you're not a java developer there's a lot of like javascript stuff as well and build stuff and that all applies to everybody so cool all right well coming up after that in may may 12th and 15th May 12th and 15th or through 15th? Yeah, it's a, it's it's a repeat for online. So it's kind of confusing. Every oh, week it gets gotcha, us. Gotcha, gotcha, All right, that's, that's Vue.js Live. Not to be confused with the uh, Vue.js, we said a minute ago, Amsterdam. This is Vue.js Live. This one's in London. Okay, so it's online and in London, the UK. Uh, it says code, create, and communicate. 35 speakers, 10 workshops, 10,000 plus joining online glo- uh, globally, and 300 luckies meeting in London. All right, that's kind of a cool ratio. All right, early bird tickets are available. There's the 21, uh, also they've released the 2021 recordings um, and that is all located at Vue.js, uh, Vue.js.live.com. Yep, and I'm gonna sneak in here with uh, with something else. So there's actually another one that we didn't announce in the right order. It's Vue.js Nation Conference. It's an online conference. It's actually gonna be held um, in January. So we're out of date order here. Sorry about that, but it's gonna be January 20. 20- 5th and 26th 2023 and it's online so you guys check that one out as well that was coming up soon but it is online um, and that's brought to you by view school io so if you guys are using them they're great uh tutorials and uh yeah support them with that and yeah there's a lot of great stuff coming your way there. basically whoever's doing the uh the view the, uh, the view js conference organizing is, is is very busy that's great yeah views hot that's for sure Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so back to your one, you said yours was on May 12th and 15th, and right after that, May 17th through the 19th, Into the Box 2023, 10th edition, 
call for speakers is open, so we hopefully you guys can uh, get your sessions submitted. We do like having new speakers. We do like having uh, different content or different people producing that and providing that content because, you know, like we like to hear Brad talk and he likes to hear himself talk, but, you know, we'd like to see other people talk about content uh, command box too. And so it's great when the community member shows us how they're using it or how they're doing something or something that they did that was cool. And that's really pretty exciting. So uh, we got a lot of cool plans for it. We'll tell you more as we get closer, but um, we'll be doing um, basically doing early bird tickets once we announce it. But super early bird blind tickets are available right now, and I should probably put the link up to that on the site. If you go to intothebox.org, there's actually um, the registration is available there. So let me copy the link here for the, you guys for that one because it didn't put it in the show okay, notes. Yeah. So if you go to itb2023.eventbrite.com, you can get in there. Yep. So, yep. Uh, All right. If you're not done done jet setting, first you're at Vue.js Amsterdam, then you're heading over to London for the other Vue conference, then to Houston for Into the Box 2023. But a little bit about, about a month later, CF Camp is back. So June 22nd and 23rd, uh, that's being held in the, uh, the Marriott Hotel in Munich. Well, the Munich airport, which evidently is nowhere near the airport, but whatever, that's fine. In Munich, it's a lot closer to the airport, you know, the Munich airport than I am at the moment. So we'll <laughs> go with that. All right. CF Camp, the call for speakers is coming up in the new year. Um, and uh, we'll know more as we get closer, I guess. So, yep. So lots of cool stuff there. And there's uh, conf.take is another great place to find conferences. And if you're wanting to submit conferences, there's another GitHub link here which i'll share has just tons and tons and tons of uh, developer conferences that you can look through Whew, man lots of stuff there but we're not done yet blog suites mm -hmm. and videos of the week uh we got lots of great content here as well you want to talk about this one a little bit i'm going to share my screen while you we do, do get a bunch of stuff so blog tweets and weeks we've already mentioned that basically the, the, the 12 day, the, uh, days of christmas okay that's part of our blog basically there's a link to that um and it just kind of goes through and said days day days day four's video into the box it's the conference three sessions later the cold box and features cb validation cb future and cold box tax task scheduling it's interesting i'm going to do this process now where i have a couple older projects that i've started at different periods in my life and i'm trying to consolidate down into like what one kind of code base and it's funny i'm going through and i'm realizing i had a whole section where i had a home based thing on and realizing, oh, I was trying to build CB validation, but you know, Luis and Orta succeeded. And then I was trying to build something else, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get rid of that whole section of code, and I'm just going to have this module handle it. Um, which I just just thought was kind of crazy. Sorry, just the whole thing about CB futures and the CB validation. Yep. Ah, uh, it is amazing you. how much of my own code that I'm realizing. Okay, this was kind of a cool start, but it didn't work as well as I thought it was. I'm going to use this instead. But CB validation was one of them. And it was amazing to me how easy it was to work. Yep. Um, validating code from the from the uh, from the browser back into the end. So yep. anyway, so day three, we also had a blog post on that, and this one here uh, was yesterday. So we had three sessions related to modules. So what are modules? How do you build them? And a new module. So go check that one out. And the one for free that day was Dan Cards and Packing the Box. Why so many boxes, and what do they do? And then we had Scott Steinbeck's building modules. And then Dan Card had another one, CFscribe, which is actually a new module, but there wasn't room in the new module thing. And uh, I know he's working on making this even better. So it's pretty cool. So just had a new release last night, actually. Yeah. Wow. These lots of cool well, stuff. Well, it, going it was on. a formatting thing. Basically, SQL queries, when they were nicely laid out on the screen, were kind of overshoot, overshooting all like the nice little tables we were doing. So we got that broken down. So I think SQL looks a little nicer. Yep. 
So next up, we right, have I can hear David Dolger like reading down our back saying Argentina starting in 25 minutes. Stan, shut up. Okay, <laughs> got it. Sorry. So you're going to tell us a little bit more about the Benedels one on securing, serving secure files of CF content tags, file attribute, and Confusion. I did. So it actually, was, you can kind of tell that, that Ben's actually starting, starting, not starting, starting about a, a, new, a new project. I don't mean that as a new venture, just he's talking a lot about www root files and what actually goes this and how are you actually going to put what's going to go in the ww root folder that's a different blog but this all has to do with how are you securing files um that you want to deliver to to the uh, the end user but not necessarily have them in your root ww root folder he said the cf content tag is a great great way to do that um it's basically the only way that you can stream a file uh from your uh your hard drive to the browser without it being inside your ww root and he has some pros and cons of that but uh yeah it was fascinating because i mean one of the one of the projects part of that project i was talking about when i was revamping a lot of stuff one of that had to do with how are we going to deliver copyright images um securely to the end user and make sure that no one actually can get them you know get the, get these copyright issues and stuff and i'm realizing that i overlooked a really simple relatively straightforward solution which was just using cf content to do it um the basic as long as the file's is not you... too big then yeah it's fine the only thing is if the file is too big and you use cf content then it's going through your server so it's sucking up ram as it's processing so that that's the only that's thing true. with that so if you're doing smaller files that's great it works great for that and then as you showed in that example if you guys saw as i shared my screen um mm -hmm. we actually had it where he had one file name and then he'd use a user-friendly file name so when they clicked the image right. it wasn't named some crazy file name it was just lucy.jpg and so that's pretty neat. Yeah. Cool, cool. We'll go check that one out. And then mm -hmm. also we have day two. So day two, we're talking about all these newly announced ones. And so we got John Clawson, CB Commerce, Eric Peterson, CBQ, Eric Peterson, CB Playwright, which is the one we released for free. Um, Michael mm -hmm. Bourne had the melee search. And then Grant and uh, Luis were talking about CBFS, the file abstraction. So lots of cool videos there. Um, again, just tons and tons of great content. So, for those of you that don't know, Playwright is very similar, from what I understand, to um, Selenium. Is that correct? Basically, it's a browser automation tool. Yes, yeah, similar. To yep. yep. So cool. we're we're basically the same type of stuff. So it's it's actually pretty neat the way it works. Whenever you install it, it installs a local binary, and then from there it adds the uh, extra pieces you need for. Um, you know basically your operating system and then yeah it sort of starts up a little in browser tool like selenium and does all the things you need to and you can tell it to click on this button and type in this box and you know it's very much like selenium and, and everything else so very cool so you want to tell us about this tweet that Giancarlo? I do. So shared. good news. I guess I guess the debate is now over. According to to John Carlo, and according to an AI, he typed in um, is cold or what is cold fusion, and the AI came back basically saying cold fusion is not dead. It is a vibrant community. What did it say? Uh, it's a strong community of people of users and developers who continue to support and maintain the language. While it may not be as popular as it once was, it is definitely not dead. Although I do think this was interesting is that next, like if you go down that, like that tweet thread, uh, he said, well, can, can, uh, can cold fusion use web sockets, which if you've ever seen John Carlos speak and, and he's like a web socket guru, that's basically his thing. It talks about he's uh, amazingly, you know, good at, and it says, no, it doesn't. And I get to see John Carlo going, what? <laughs> I thought yeah. it was kind of funny. Yep. Now I was curious about this. If you're ever kind of, cause I, I was actually wondering what AI did he actually ask? 
Well, and it's, it's not the, to go too much into it, but it's this thing called Chat GD, GPT. Yeah, it's based Chat on the GP, GPT three engine, which is like the big uh, latest version of the the AI engine out there. It's this major update of the GPT two, and everything's mm-hmm. backing it. And so, um, a lot of apps now have. AI versions of stuff in it. And even Canva, the drawing app now has a, an AI tool in it. You know, if you're using content studio for social media, like we are, it has an AI rewriter tool in it and stuff. Oh, cool. Um, but there's a few out there. Um, Jasper is probably the one that is the most popular, but obviously most expensive. I just got a lifetime membership to word hero, which is actually really good. I compared them. Me and Daniel Garcia were comparing the, the Canva stuff versus that. And word here is pretty slick. So for the lifetime deal, it's a steal and uh, it's pretty interesting. But yeah, you can ask it what it can and can't do. And it's pretty interesting what, what it recommends, you know, but it's, it's, it's interesting. So it's, you know, it's not a fact checker. So I'm not sure if we can trust the the answer there or not, but uh, we'll see. Well, I, think, I think the answer, we have personally verified that it is true. <laughs> it is AI yeah. or, a, or a CF is not dead. Yeah. Next up, we have a, a blog post again about the Docker image, um, mm-hmm. command box Docker image. And so if we scroll down here, you can see these are those UB9, UBI things I was talking about that John has released. Um, and so basically we added the, the Red Hat builds for the UB9, with all these different tags, change the command box version, remove the pruning of certain command box modules to allow for more use cases. I think this is because it was removing all the cold box um, commands so when people were using it to run call, you know, call box create app, it wasn't working and they removed the 2016 builds because that is no longer supported. So, uh, pretty cool. And you see Docker pools over 1.4 million. So it's been used. So pretty neat. Wow. What do we got next? That's very cool. All right. Let's go back to, uh, uh Ben Adele's blog as well. He had a really interesting one that, <laughs> It's kind of fascinating because Ben has really been doing a lot of deep dive, not just on 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 the tech part of what he's working on, but kind of the philosophical underpinnings behind it. And so this one he talks about, um, he was he was talking about basically there's so much in uh, development and programming in general that is subjective. And he talks about everything. We have debates on everything from white space to tabs versus spaces to you know, whatever, IDEs and everything else. But he goes, this is really interesting. And, and he also was very clear saying, this is not so much a declarative statement about tab spaces or things, but in white space in general. Okay. And he talked about, it's not so much a matter of that we code and then we add white space to make it more memorable or make it more readable. He goes, maybe the idea is we want to start with too much white space and back off of it. And so that was really kind of an interesting way of putting it, because usually we're kind of like, how do we focus, you know, as much stuff into the screen as we possibly can, so we don't have to scroll and things, but that also can make things more confusing than it needs to be. So what he highlights here is a tool that he kind of put together where you can dynamically change um, the tab size. You can kind of see how it makes a difference about how something is actually, uh, is, um, is gonna be formatted uh, on the screen. I mean, it just, it was a really interesting thing. And so you actually, load it up and change the tabs using, you know, you know, the arrow keys, um, which is just kind of fascinating. I thought it was really interesting. Um, but just the whole idea of starting from the other side, it's not a matter of, he said, adding white space basically gets to the point where it doesn't suck. If you start with more than you need and you scale down, then you're like, all right, I've actually gone down to a point where I like it, not just doesn't suck, but actually is good. 
Um, yeah, because he basically says, look, we're delivering code. We're just delivering it in a different format. It, it, the, the code, the code IDE, the code layout basically is a UI that is obviously different than the browser UI, but it's the UI to the developer and let's make it as easy to use as possible. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, no. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's sense. even as something like VS Code by default, when you look at the folder indentation, I can't mm-hmm. tell if something in a folder or not. So I go and change that to like 30 for the sitting. Yeah. And now I can actually see the depth of the folders and it makes a huge difference. And then exactly. that's another reason that's like, I like, you know, the tabs over spaces because I can have a decent amount of space between the, the, the gutter and I only have mm-hmm. to do like a couple of clicks. I don't have to go through 16 clicks to get four indentations in because I'm doing four spaces, you know, and yeah. that's the cool thing about IDEs. They can, you know, you can do spaces. But when you open that file in your IDE, you can say, hey, my IDE works in tabs. Convert those four spaces to one tab. Let me do my right. code. And when I save it, I can put that tab back into four spaces. So it saves the file in the format you should be, you know, that everybody else expects. So right. use your IDE. Use those little settings to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. You know, use again, the format. Set the, take time, to, time to, to, to do the right settings. Yep, exactly. Well, next cool. up, we have um, something from James Moberg. And so this is a performance improvement tip. And I like how he shares his like sort of mental process here, but he was caching repetitive UTF access in the request scope using an argument stringified hash key. So basically he was looking at some stuff and he was realizing that over time, the 57 of the queries were basically all similar and they were cached and it started to add up. And so he's like, well, you know, maybe I can start playing with some hash codes and then um, basically, you know, try to, cache the UDF, try and make it a little bit faster. Um, and so he was actually using this and, you know, just improves the, the speed. So he has a little gist up here as well. So basically checks to see if the function name that he created here with a, a cache and everything else is in the request scope. If it is, it just returns that. Otherwise it does the work, creating it, etc. And so this is a good example of if you're using something or doing something which takes a big hit, you know, and he's got to sleep in here for like one second. So if you're doing something that has to go out to an external API, get some data, format it, you know, whatever, do something, and then return it, if you're doing that 50 times in a request, it's going to be expensive. So you may want to cache the result. And usually caching it in the same request, if you call it once during that request, you don't care if it changes during that request usually. So this can give you some pretty big speed improvements. And look, Ben's even there talking about it too. So, Yep, there you go. Pretty cool. Cool. All right. Well, the next item that I have here basically is again with the 12, 12 days of Christmas. It's day one, which I think we've, we've kind of covered. There's nothing specific on there that it said that it was released. So I don't actually know what was released on day one. Yeah, just two keynotes and the Lucy piece. We wait piece. till the 24th, but then we couldn't wait. So, yep. Couldn't wait till the 24th. And we decided, ah, oh, let's add more free stuff because we want to be nice. Merry Christmas. So, mm-hmm. yep. And then we also had the command box 5.7 release. So that was released as well. So we'll share that link as well for you guys. And then last but not least, Ben's got one more, right, Dan? One more about, I alluded to before, basically about the WW root folder. He says, basically, the last several years, he's been working on huge projects that he's maintaining as opposed to starting up new ones. Um, and so as a result, he's he's converting one of his, um, uh, it was an Angular app that he had. I forget the actual one. Big Sexy Poems? Yes, that's what it was. Yes, the Sexy <laughs> Poems one. Basically, into, uh, um, into a Cold Fusion app, and he's kind of, kind of face all of a sudden with like a blank canvas, so to speak. And he's like, all right, I can, I can do whatever I want. So he's kind of thinking through what actually goes in the WW root. And he brings up a good point. Every file that's in that root folder 
basically broadens your your attack vector. Like any one of those could actually is is publicly accessible. Um, and uh, you know how much are we going to put in that folder? And when you start off, you're putting everything in that. He goes, and that gets you pretty far. He goes, but then when you, you want to start thinking a little more strategically about what needs to be actually public and what doesn't need to be public. Uh, what can you deliver through the CF content, which brings in the other blog? What can you deliver different ways? Um, he, he was interesting because he also talked about one of the attack vectors a couple of years ago was people were able to use WYSIWYG uh, editors. And they were be able to find a way that the WYSIWYG editor was actually uploading to a public folder. And in the like nanoseconds between when it uploaded it and changed the file name, they were able to actually hit that file and execute some code before the name change happened. Um, which I thought was a really interesting. Um, yeah, that's why you process. always upload to a temporary folder outside the web group. So that exactly. Yeah, that's a really popular one. Yep. Yeah. And, which I had never actually thought about before and everything else, but it just, he goes, it's, it's, you know, he basically says, it's interesting. How often do you start off with a blank screen, like a blank slate and just think through why you did certain things that you did automatically way back in the day. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And Adam actually wrote a post and that was linked into the, the comment there. And he's in the mm -hmm. chat too saying, uh, and this is like, uh, just cause something's easy doesn't mean it, uh, you know, it should be a good practice and, you know, CFML frameworks calls this and, you know, He's right. Some of the assets and stuff, you know, yep. if then like, if you install a module, we install it into the modules directory, which could be outside the web root because Cobos allows you to adjust that. But if that module mm -hmm. includes images and style sheets, then it doesn't work if you're trying to include those right. from outside the web root into your browser. So it's a problem. So then we have to have like, okay, when you upload this module, this needs to be web accessible. This doesn't, you know, so it gets right. more complicated. And so at these aliases at this. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's the thing is right now, yeah, it's hard to do it the right way and it becomes an, an issue. And so if you want to pull all your ColdFusion out of it, then that's something you should do. Although the application CFC does take root. And if you're on request start looks for external entry points that hits ColdFusion files, mm -hmm. that would be something. But there's other things in those modules too. So that's the other thing too. If you're installing something via like a Git clone, you're not cleaning up files. You know, same for ForgeBox. If you're using a Git repo, you're getting all those files in the repo. If you use a build process, you only include the pieces you want. So if you're using ForgeBox to wrap your package, Make sure you have the the basically the the ignore file, so it won't package the files that you shouldn't be packaging. So that way you don't right. get all the extra stuff that you may not want there. Um, That'd be so. an interesting feature, either for Command Box or for Forge Box. Basically, you could tag something, and in a sense, when you upload it, it kind of has two different modules. One is the code, the other one maybe assets. The assets one could be actually stored one place where it's just e easily you know, spit out, but then the one that is secure by default would actually be installed to a modules app folder outside of the web route. Yeah. And Adam it's, just, just said, it's only complicated once, you know, when you do it. And that's, that's a good idea, Daniel. I mean, uh, basically, yeah, that when you have, you have assets for repos, you maybe need to have a UI version. So it's a dependency of that other app, but it gets installed exactly. in a different location. So but the thing is, if you install a dependency of a module, it installs as a child of that module. So you need to almost oh, need true. To have, so that would be, so you need yeah. to have it where it's a peer dependency. So it is you, when you install this, you must also install this to be able to get all the assets. And right. so that's where it gets tricky. So, but it's something we do need to be considerate of, you know, but again, mm -hmm. we, we do run this against security checks. We do run, you know, all this stuff, but mm -hmm. you have to be less 
you know, less concerned about a lot of the security if it's not in the web route. If it is in the web yeah. route, you got to do everything else right, and someone could still mess that up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's true that it is only complicated once at a time because it's going to be complicated now. But then when I forget how to do it in six months from now and have to do it again, I got to go back and relearn it again. <laughs> yeah. But to your point, though, you are correct. It's 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 hard once, and then you kind of can kind of go off from there. Yeah. Um, uh, think, anyway. Yep. Yeah, Sorry. it's something we should be aware of, and that's something I've said too, because you know I've tried to do that and try to pull stuff into a different folder, and you know it's right. Yeah, it's the whole issue of okay, well we've got to change a lot of things for it to work. You know, you can't use this right. module because now that module is don't exist. So, mm -hmm. yep, I think we should have some approach to doing that, and you know, I know other frameworks do it in other languages. We got to figure out the way to do it. Mm -hmm. So. All right, we've got nine minutes until Argentina. So I think we need to start a really deep philosophical conversation right now, just for fun, just to make David squirm a little bit. No, he'll, he'll just leave. So yeah, but, he'll just leave. Good point. So all right, coming up though, CFML jobs. Yep. Several positions available on getcfmljobs.com. We have over 34 uh, CF, uh, cold fusion positions from 23 companies across 21 locations in five countries. There you go. 23 companies, 21 locations, five countries since August 1st. One new job listing this week. Actually, there's a couple. We mentioned the, the two up before. Uh, one new here, which we'll get into the one from tomorrow's guides in a minute. Uh, this is a full-time cold fusion developer. It can be remote. It's in Fort Washington, Pennsylvania, here in the U.S. Um, that was posted on December 9th. Go check it out at cfmljobs.com. Yep, and, and I'll tell you about uh, tomorrow's guide. So as I mentioned before, they're a fast-paced leader in the U.K. care sector. And they cater for care seekers across three areas, care homes, nurseries, and home care. Uh, their product team consists of over 20 individuals across the UK working remotely um, to expand their offering, uh, you know, and they're trying to improve their team. They work with both Cold Fusion 2021, Node Re uh, React, and in the Azure Cloud. And they're using both MSQL and MongoDB databases. And they're looking for a senior Cold Fusion developer and an automation tester. And they got some pretty cool perks as well. So you want to tell us about those jobs in more detail? Yeah, the senior CF developer basically you need to be based in the UK. It can be remote, but based in the UK. Uh, it's 60K euro a year. Uh, or excuse me, I keep doing that. I apologize. It's pounds. I'd said it before, 60,000 pounds a year, not euros. Stupid American. All right, minimum of three years experience with Cold Fusion. Uh, be be uh, knowledgeable about database design, normalization, and ability to write, understand complex queries using MSSQL. Um, in, uh, in, in SQL Server 2019, familiarity with Git and a flexible skill set covering a wide range of development tools. That's their, that's their senior CF. Their automation test engineer, also based in the UK, although it can be remote, it's a permanent position, uh, approximately 40, uh, 40K pounds. Mm -hmm. uh, minimum three years experience with automated testing, experience with automated testing tools such as Selenium. I don't know if they'll take Playwright or not, but whatever, they're Selenium. Um, experience with API test tools such as Postman, Fiddler, etc. Yep. So they got some good um, benefits too for those roles. They got mm -hmm. the 4000 per annum discretionary company bonus. They've got 25 days leave plus bank holidays. Um, they've got the 6% employer com uh, pension contributions, some other perks and, and other things too. But sounds like a, a good company to work for. Yeah. So we got some other links as well. Mm -hmm. So... Ordis is hiring. Job links. Yep. Yep. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. Ordis oh. is hiring. There's a jobs channel in the CFML Slack team and the box team now, uh, and the box team Slack too. Yep. Uh, you can check that out. Yep. And uh, again, get CFML jobs is a great place to look. And they have Twitter announcements too, and they release new jobs. So check that mm -hmm. out.
Yeah. Okay, so our Forgebox module of the week this week is an older one. It hasn't been updated for a while, but I think it's just because it works. And it's the Wirebox Visualizer. Have you used this one before, Dan? Um, I haven't. I actually didn't know it existed. But to be honest, I was last night trying to figure out how to dump out what <laughs> there was in my Wirebox. And so this would have been handy. This is a very educational podcast. I learned a bunch by doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, the module does create a, a nifty representation of all your CFCs in your application that Wirebox manages and what they have injected into them. It's pretty neat. Um, the only thing is, is it doesn't pick up transients unless your code runs. So it knows they're there. So it's usually the, the application mapping. So if you're, you know, you have the, your modules folder will get mapped, your models folder will get mapped. And so mm -hmm. all those stuff gets mapped. So you'll see those, but you won't see transients necessarily unless your code picks those up too. The two so. second explanation, basically, for those of you that are relatively new to the podcast, Wirebox is the dependency injection module that's, that's built into Coldbox, although it could be used independently. If you're not quite sure what dependency injection is, think about this. You have components that are instantiated, but instead of actually instantiating them at runtime from your hard drive, you basically say Wirebox instantiate or basically kind of organizes them all at the beginning. When it, when, it, when it starts up, you ask Wirebox for your component, and it comes with all kinds of other goodies that go along with it. Yeah, it's like if you're at a restaurant, you're like, hey, I want uh, a meat pie. You don't tell it, hey, exactly. I want pastry, and then when they get the pastry, you're going to put it in this. You don't tell them the recipe. You're like, I want a meat pie, you know, or I want lasagna. You don't have to tell them what it comes with, how to put it together, or anything else. Uh, mm -hmm. Wirebox is your chef, and it gets delivered to you the way you want it, the way you need well, it, and hopefully yep. nice and hot. So, yep, so that's the Wirebox Visualizer up on Forgebox, and you guys can install that and use it and uh, find out more about what's in your app. It's really great to try and figure out those circular dependency problems, too. Um, yep. Sometimes that throws you, although I'm not sure how to work on a, you know, on a loop like that because it might get caught trying to output them, too. But it's definitely a, a real helpful tool. So. But maybe it'll tell you where it actually broke, which would be nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, VS Code hint tip and trick of the week. What do we got this time? We have a view language features in Volar, V-O-L-A-R. Yep, you can bring so, it to one of the conferences on Vue. <laughs> yeah, and so one of the, the new things with Vue is they're using um, Vue or Vite, uh, VitePress Vue 3, and so it's a new uh, tool. And so if you're using some of the Vue 3 stuff, you've got to use Volar. So, um, yeah. Basically, it's one of those things that you need to use, and it calculates everything, you know, sort of on demand. It does some, um, some, basically evaluation for you as you go. It's pretty neat, and if you are using TypeScript, it gives you even more performance improvement stuff too, because it does actually right. do a lot of stuff there. So uh, I just started using it. I disabled uh, Vitor or Vitor, um, which you know is really useful for when you're doing Vue two stuff. But I'm trying the Volar stuff out, and so far, I, I like it. it. does what it needs to do. So uh, go check that one out um, up on the marketplace. It's view.volar. Cool. All right, sounds good. We've got three minutes to do all this. I don't know why we're, we're, we're racing the soccer match, but at the same time, it's kind of a good good, good cutoff time. Yep, I Thank might you to all of our Patreon supporters. These individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives to ensure the great toolings like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, Content Box, Test Box, and all the other boxes keep getting the continuous development they need uh, and um, and funds the cloud infrastructure our community relies on, like ForgeBox, for our package management with, with Command Box. Yep, so you can go to Auto Solutions um, Patreon account, patreon.com slash autosolutions. Remember, end of the year, 10%, great for business if you want to write some stuff off, uh, write off a membership and support all the cool stuff that Autos is doing. Um, mm -hmm. Remember, you get 
bronze package isn't up, now get a Forge Boss Pro and a CF cast subscription. If you sign up for that bronze package, you get to watch all the ITB videos included. Um, so that's pretty neat. And then we've got the Patreon supporters. They have their profile badge on the community website. They have their own private forum on the community uh, website. And now they have a few new things on Slack too. Yeah, for example, the private channel access and the box team with Slack, uh, the live stream access to streams like Coding, Coding with the Kiwi and Friends, and also the Ordis Software Craftsmanship Book Club. Now that can be found at the community.ordasolutions.com. Yep. I'm laughing because in the chat we have one, we have half of the people that are saying, hey, that's great. We're going to watch the game. And the other half are saying, this is more interesting than football. So <laughs> basically, we have a very unscientific poll. 50% of Cold Fusion developers like football and 50% don't. We're split in a way. Yeah. No, he didn't say he didn't like it. He says, this is more interesting. <laughs> that's a good point. And when, you're, and when the bar is this high, you know it's good. So that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to read the first half of the Patreons and I'll let you tackle the second half. So Go thank you, John Wilson from Synaptrix, Tomorrow's Guides, Jordan Clark, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, the Argentinian fan, Dan Card, that's you, Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media, Dean, Dean Maunder, Nolan Irk, Ville de Bruyne, and Abdul Rahim. And we have Don Bellamy, Joseph Lamore, Jonathan Perrette, Yanni Yannick, Lakshmi Turtahadi, Brian Gidinelli. I'm sorry, Brian. I it's not oh, the heart of the last name. I just can't do it. Uh, Carl Von Stetten, Jeremy Adams, Didier Lesnicki, Matthew Clemente, Scott Steinbeck from Agri Tracking Systems, Daniel Garcia, Ben Nadal, Richard Herbert, Ben, De ben Deline, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jason Dagger, Sean Odom, Ross Phillips, Matthew Darby, Edgardo Cabezas. You can't say his name without doing the accent. Uh, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mongate, Kevin Wright, John Wish, Peter Amiri, Kevin Vanis, John Nessam, and our single named Tia. If you want to be on this list, you can. Yep, How and just so you know, it's Brett DeLine, not Ben DeLine, but good try, Dan. <laughs> Did I really screw that up? I apologize, Mr. Okay. DeLine. I'm sure Brett will forgive you. But autosolutions.com slash about-us slash sponsors. That is the show. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy all the great uh, 12 days of Christmas. And uh, don't forget to go support Argentina in the Soccer World Cup. So. Or Croatia, whatever. We're not taking sides, you know. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a great week. And, uh, yeah, thanks, Adam. And you guys have a great one. And we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.